0: Walter, upstairs. Are you all right?
1: In the floor behind the chair,
2: this is America.
3: K- Radio. All right, and it is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, your engineer, Larry Unger, answering phones for us today, as he always does. Any questions you've got for things going on around the house, getting ready for winter, which is... Really slowly approaching. Well, approaching. Or fast approaching we I just kind say. of had a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, it's coming, folks. So yeah. we'll give you some tips on some things you need to be doing around the house here today as well. Want to again, say a special thanks last week to Dennis's wife Pam, who did a great job. I got lots of great comments, we have to get her back.
4: I know. I told her that <laughs> she'll come back. Oh, well, she she'll, did great.
3: Yeah. I mean, literally, I had people even asking this last week, "Hey, where do I find that podcast at? I want to send that out to some of my friends." Yeah. So tell her that she did fabulous job. I was telling job. her. Uh,
4: I was telling her that because
3: she did a great job. Well,
4: I posted it on Facebook on mine and people, everybody was saying, oh no, I missed it. I said, no, you can go back to this right. podcast and, and you can listen to it and stuff. And she felt like, I just don't feel like I know enough. And I'm oh, like, she Good. knows a ton. <laughs> my, Holy cow, she, knows, she knows more than most yeah. do.
3: Yeah. And so sometimes no, what no happens there.
4: When, you, when you're in an industry and you know so much, you don't realize how much, you know, until you start talking. And and you start revealing no, it to people. She,
3: she knows yeah. a lot. She did yeah. great. And well, again, we'll have her back on for some of you that maybe missed that, or you want to know more. It's it's well, it's hard to get all the information out in an
4: hour. Yeah, yeah. So and and the season depends on what information you should be talking about. You know, like like the biggest one for me was the watering of the trees. I thought, right. oh, we need to be watering these trees. It's going to go so dry and everything. She goes, no, then the tree will start thinking it's summer again or spring, and it's going to start blooming again, right. and you don't want that. Right.
3: No, it you was want good. it to
4: lose its leaves. And
3: Very good. Like, so, wow. again, those of you that maybe missed that, uh, you can go back and listen to that on the podcast. Find those on fixitradio.com, and uh, they're all on SoundCloud as well. We get those put up right away, so you're welcome yeah. to do that as well. And we'll get Pam back on again. I got a couple yes. of other little things I want to add to that that we didn't get a chance to get into with Pam that I have um, some knowledge on. Actually, it's just sort of common sense that we'll talk about today as well. If you're listening to us on Tuesday, thank you very much for doing so. Dennis and I both appreciate that very much. And, you know, something else we don't mention enough either. If you are somebody that would like to be a part of what we do here as far as the you know advertising sponsorship side of the fence goes, please let us know. And, you know, I got some great words uh, this week from several sponsors talking about, you know, how well the advertising that we do here for them works. And they're, you know, extremely, extremely satisfied. So if you're somebody that, you know, wants to be a part of what we do, uh, you know, we will vet you out. We will make sure that you meet the... You know, the high demands that we have as far as our sponsors go. Right. And because the last thing I want is a problem personally.
4: Right. I'm not, so not going to have that. But if you're a consumer and you've used somebody that you can recommend, that's another one that we would accept. That's right. That's Let us right. know that. We'll go check them out and That's go talk right. to them and see what they want to do. Exactly. So yeah. any
3: of you out there listening that want to be a part of what we do, you know, this is, this is not a closed club by any means. No. If there's some of you out there listening that you know even are in the trades that feel like, hey, yeah, I could add some value to what you guys do and would love some extra business or even just want to get my name out there, I realize that a lot of the trades are very, very busy right now, and advertising is not a big deal. But as a business coach myself, I will tell you that the best time to advertise is when you're busy.
4: Yep. Not when you're slow, right? As a former business owner, I can tell you this, too. One thing that I did like about doing the radio, like what we do, Drive Mm -hmm. Radio... Uh, is that it isn't that you want the, you know yes it does help to get a little bit of business f- from stuff from it but for me it was more helping the communities that's right to to put your name out there plus to fix the people that the 10% that are telling lies and doing right. things wrong that's we right. want to correct that and give you information on that Great so point, so you know the right way to go with everything that you're doing within your home or with your car
3: Okay, so real quick, back to what we were talking about last week with Pam. There's a couple of things I wanted to add that we just did not get a chance to get to, and I know Pam would reiterate what I'm going to tell you next. And this is because some of you will still plant some things now as we head into fall, which, again, as she said, that's fine. Not, that's good not, not a Not a problem. In fact, I will tell you that uh, planting trees when there's no foliage on them makes them much easier to plant than when they're full of foliage. <laughs> yes. So it's not yes. it's not that it's a bad time of the year to plant trees. You can plant them now. Even Pam talked about that. You've got to you know, put them in the ground properly, stake them properly. They'll still need some initial water as warm as it is right now and then they'll go dormant as we get into the into the uh, winter months. But something that most people including landscape designers do not think all the way through is What will the mature size of this tree or bush be, and how close has it been put to other things around it, i.e., fences, houses, the neighbor, the property line, other trees and shrubs, and so on? And I cannot tell you, folks, over the years, as a landscaping company ourselves— You know, we do commercial, not residential, but I cannot tell you how many things even commercially over the years we've had to go in and either cut out, trim out, take away because it's now affecting other things and it's no longer of any use. And and by the way, I hate doing that. Right. Honestly, Dennis, I do because a nice true you know really really great mature tree shrubs something along those lines you hate cutting those down yeah. because it's like why why are we having to do this well because somebody initially when that thing was planted and it was four foot tall didn't think about it now being 40 foot tall
4: yeah and and you know what, that was amazing what happened with with certain homes that i've seen and people that have moved out in our neighborhood because we've lived there unfortunately we ha- we don't move much so we've lived there 20 you're, years you're the opposite of me yeah we we've lived we've lived there 28 years and i've watched people put trees in in certain places and now new owners are taking those trees out because they're right next to the foundation and the tree is huge you know and, and it's probably causing foundation problems you're right you're 100 right yep. on that
3: so again those of you that are even thinking about maybe changing things around doing some landscape enhancements and so on as you head into the you know, fall, you know, getting ready for next year. Some of you are even, you know, I had a conversation the other day about outdoor kitchens and things yeah. along those lines. Some of you will even be doing some of those projects. Those are the sorts of things that can get done all winter long, by the way. We have enough warm yeah. days oh, yeah. in Colorado where, you know, landscape designers and so on, they can still be involved in that stuff. And landscape companies, you know, all winter long. Point being, always remember what the future will look like. Yeah. And, and this is something else to, to uh, consider. And we did talk about this a little bit with Pam last week. Because of genetic engineering, you can like it or not, but the plus side of genetic engineering is we now have the ability to control the actual overall, uh, you know, diameter and height of trees and what they will look like in in the mature phase. And the tree, it'll tell you when you go to buy that tree from the nursery or whomever, it will tell you this is what this mature tree size will be. Where you know in the old days you you put a spruce tree in the ground and it just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew to where pretty soon it's fifty foot tall. Well, they now have other types of of trees uh, where you can actually uh, look at them and say, okay, this this tree will only get to be a certain height. Period.
4: Right, right. And see, good to uh, know that. You know, that's another person I should get on is Pam's brother Gary. He he's up in Boulder at a, a landscape where they sell. A nursery A nursery, sure. yeah. and he was saying how certain apple trees they graft the apple into that tree right r- into the sort roots change or whatever.
3: species if you would.
4: right. But what happens is it makes it grow faster, but then if that specific line or that side of the tree dies and it starts growing roots out of everything else, it's not going to be the same tree. It's kind of weird. you know, it's kind of, I don't know. I, Pam's dad, when I first met her, when we were dating, he took and grafted a yellow delicious onto a red apple tree. Really, he, he just did it into the. Okay. He was doing it into the side. Okay. Uh, of a branch, he did it okay. with, and and it worked. Okay. And it was shocking.
3: Anyways, just something yeah. for you guys to consider. I'm not going to belabor that for a very yeah. long time here. We'll move on, and yeah. you know. Uh, talk about some other things, but again, it's just something that we didn't get a chance to finish up last week. Those are things to really look at, and and again, as, as Pam even noted last week, make sure that you understand the species of tree that you're buying, what it will look like. And by the way, all of this stuff is either at the nursery itself or online. You can yeah. always look at a particular tree and know, yeah. A, how big will it get? B, what's its color like in the fall? Yeah. What's its color like when its you know when it's foliage is out in the summertime as well? Because right. they all have kind of a different hue and color and so on. In other words, there are a lot of different choices today, especially in our area for trees, than what we had even 20 years ago.
4: Yeah, and, and that's why, you know, I'm not knocking the box stores, the big box stores. But they
3: won't tell you that stuff. They don't have that no, person they there. They don't have that knowledge.
4: Yeah, they don't. You go to a nursery, you, if you don't want to look up that information yourself, you should go to a nursery and talk to that person there. To a, a, yep. a good person. There. Agreed.
3: No, no, you, you're exactly right. Again, not knocking, you know, because everybody's got a, there's a purpose for everything. I get it. You yeah. know, there's, there's a need there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you're buying that one-inch, two-inch caliper tree today, and some folks don't realize that, you know, and, you, and, and by the way, I, I realize it may not be you in that home or that area when that thing becomes fully mature, but somebody will have to deal with that at yeah. some point.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It may be twenty years from now, but somebody will be dealing yep. with that. Yep. And again, it's just one of those things to think about when, hey, you know, how close are we to other things, including, you know, neighbors, the fences and so on, and you want to make sure you've got enough room to where you're not encroaching on other things on down. And the you road.
4: don't want to block your view if you have a view of the mountains. There's so much to consider. Yeah, you know, those you don't...
3: one of those blue angels we just heard pass yes, over there it, it is. is. Nice, yeah. but, but that is the, the, the Blue Angels air show is going on today. Uh, if you don't know about that, you haven't been paying much attention to what's going on in the news. But yeah, there, there's
4: a nice well, air show today. The and, news, the news doesn't give you that kind you, of stuff. You,
3: you can you can hear this yeah. even outside of our window here down in Aurora. So if you're out in that area, any, anywhere around, just you know look up and you'll see them. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I you heard them coming in. If that doesn't give you uh, uh, a sense of joy watching them fly over, I don't know what you are. Right. I think yeah. that's the coolest thing ever. It is. Anyways. All right, we're going to come back. I'm going to take a quick break. I do want to get into irrigation systems because we talked about that last week. You know, What should you be doing right now with your yard to be ready for it to go dormant as we head into winter? There are certain things you should be doing on the grass side of the fence. I know some people you know, don't care at all, but a lot of people actually do. You like nice green grass. You want to save money on what it takes to keep it green and the water it takes and so on. We'll give you some tips on that and what it takes to shut the irrigation system down in just one moment as well. So don't go anywhere. If you're listening again on Tuesday, thank you very much. We'll be right back, though. Myself and Dennis, this is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560.
2: Take aim. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the asset manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Pick AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loan to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from $100,000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by and NMLS 298191, Equal Credit Lender.
3: ARC Electric is family owned and operated since 1999. They specialize in all things electrical, commercial and residential, and are specialists in living off the grid when it comes to your power needs. Exclusive electrician for Xcel Energy's Home Smart program and for Blue Ribbon Home Warranty. For security and customer service, they'll notify you via text message or phone call when a tech is dispatched to your home, and also who that tech is so you know when they're on their way and who'll be helping you. They also have a big announcement they will soon be offering HVAC. Arc Electric is also looking for team members that can troubleshoot and are great with customers and with technology, and as they add HVAC, Those techs are needed as well. So for all your electrical, heating, and AC needs, it's ARC Electric. That's ARC with a K. Call 303-656-3689. That's 303-656-3689.
0: The rebate program with American National Insurance saves everyone money by incentivizing responsible money management. Depending on the cost, customers of Paul Leuenberger will sometimes choose to pay out of pocket rather than making a claim because they'd rather receive the sizable rebate at the end of three years than pay their deductible now. As a result, American National Insurance tends to pay out fewer claims each year compared to the competition, which is in part what gives them an A credit rating. American National Insurance then passes along that benefit to their customers by keeping their rates as good or better than their competition. With other insurance companies, you'd need to purchase extra rider policies at additional cost in order to receive comparable coverage. But American National Insurance rewards personal responsibility. Call Paul Leuenberger now for more comprehensive home insurance coverage at remarkably reasonable rates. 303 6620789 303 6620789 Buy an investment,
5: not a job. Because John Rush has bought and sold his own businesses in the past, he has learned the hard way what happens when you purchase a disorganized company. You end up buying a job. John knows what it's like to work 80 hours a week just to keep a business afloat. He's not a broker, but he can spot the difference between a well-run company and a chaotic one. Hire John Rush to evaluate a business before you buy it. Email john at rushtoreason.com.
6: Happy customers lead to a successful business. From the beginning, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has had one defining goal, happy customers. Owner and founder of Absolute, Lewis, had been known to personally drive to a job site to solve a customer's electrical issue. As a master electrician himself, Lewis wanted to make sure every job was done right. But in order to become the number one home services provider in the Denver metro area, Lewis couldn't keep handling every job himself. He needed a team of technicians he could trust to serve customers with the same level of care that he would provide. Over time, Lewis and his leadership team developed a thorough vetting process unique to the industry to find technicians with both technical aptitude and the customer service skills that set Absolute apart. Now, Lewis knows he'll have happy customers because he trusts all of his technicians to stand by their promise. From call to care, we'll be there. 720 526 0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
3: All right, and we are back. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, our younger. Uh, Lines are open 303 477 5600. Give us a call. Anything you want to talk about or questions, we're here to answer those for you. All right, let's talk about getting your irrigation system ready. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is there were some questions even on uh, the Facebook group that I belong to up in the Arvada area, where there were some folks this last week asking about, you know, what do I do, who do I call, how do I get this done, so on and so forth. So here is a few tips. Now, you do need to inspect your irrigation system to make sure that you know the type of system you have, but generally speaking, if you have a newer home, and I mean newer as in it was built since the 2000s, early 2000s, even the mid-90s, you're typically going to find that whole system is made from what they call polypipe, not PVC. Polypipe is more forgiving, and typically if the installation was done correctly, and I'm, I'm being honest, folks, you're going to have a lot of folks out there that will probably tell you otherwise – But you do not need to blow out your system if you're using polypipe and it's a late model system that was installed properly. You need to check that to make sure. And, And here's how you can check that, just kind of a rule of thumb. If and when you start up your irrigation system in a zone on it, if you hear air coming out of the heads prior to them actually popping up, that means they're draining, which means there won't be any water in that that zone anyways which means you don't have to go to all the trouble of paying somebody to blow the system out all you need to do is make sure that your copper line and your backflow valve itself is drained so you shut the house off inside you know shut the water off inside going out to that valve which it should be which inside. it should be inside it better be and then you drain all of the water out of that you know that brass assembly and once that's drained and good You really don't need to do anything else. I know there's a lot of folks out there that will tell you, no, you need to, you know, blow that system out and so on. And the reality is, no, I'm speaking from experience. You don't have to as long as the backflow, as long as it's a late model poly system that drains, like I just mentioned, which the majority of them do, by the way. And the poly pipe is forgiving. So even if there's a, you know, even if the pipe is half full of water and expands a little bit, the poly pipe is forgiving, and it won't, it won't break, the poly pipe won't break. PVC, on the other hand, if there's water left oh. in it and it freezes, it'll break and split yeah, the pipe. It splits it. If everywhere. it's a PVC system, you've got to blow it out, otherwise you're going to have issues.
4: But, you know, like um, I did kind of a cheap system mm-hmm. in a way because Pam doesn't like timers. She doesn't want it hooked up to that and stuff and she goes i don't want to water every time i don't want to be consistent like that because we don't need that all the time if it rains and Mm -hmm. stuff like that it's very picky she's very conservative right so i do have pvc in there which is fine but but i buried it really deep
3: and if you do bear and if you go deep enough it never freezes either
4: right and 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 there was some i did not go very deep and i always have to watch that one right and i know that one but the rest of them I seem to be okay with, but I still blow them out. And the reason, still, and
3: the reason is because of what we just yeah, said.
4: But now, uh, since you've been mentioning that last year, I remember hearing it, and I think we talked a couple of years before, I started changing mm-hmm. to what I'm using. Right. So.
3: There you go. Yeah. All right, Jeff in western Montana has some comments for us. Jeff, welcome. How are you?
7: Hey, good morning, gents. I'm doing better than I deserve.
3: Great, great. How is the weather in Montana right now?
7: I was talking to Larry. It's about the same as you guys. I guess we got a bright sunrise over Flathead Lake. Nice. Bay and it's just nice. Yep. If I was any better, I'd be twins.
3: Nice. There you go. Yeah. That's got to be a beautiful yeah, view. Awesome.
7: Yeah. Oh, uh, the Mission Mountain Range. It, it's kind of like being in Colorado Springs and looking at the Front Range, hmm. only yeah. in reverse. Okay. Yeah. Because it's on the east side rather right. than the west side. So. And we, where our house is, we sit i under a glacier. oh Wow. or a glacier was four thousand years ago or twelve thousand years ago, beautiful. about four hundred feet high. Beautiful. So. uh I'm wondering how global warming worked four thousand or twelve thousand years ago differently than it does today because the glacier's gone and and I didn't do anything to it, so Yeah, exactly. Good point, some, Jeff. It was yeah. the mower yeah. or something Great point you had back then. Great
3: yeah. point. That's awesome.
7: Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was I guess uh they increased the spear size and that caused me Yeah, there
3: the you time. go. That's it. <laughs> So, um,
7: yeah, you were talking about uh, genetically modified plants, and that's kind of of a bugaboo of mine that people are so afraid of what they call GMOs, genetically modified organisms, where I'm not one for settled science, but if there is any settled science, it's around the benefits of GMO. Um, The fact that uh, genetically modifying something very precisely is a good thing. And here's the example that really crystallized it in my mind. Um, back in the 60s, the uh, potato chip industry was trying to develop the, the perfect potato mm-hmm. for a chip, mm-hmm. one that would stay nice and firm, fry up good, taste good and right. everything. And they found one. It was called the Lenape, and it was the perfect potato chip potato, except okay. for one thing. It was high in a chemical called solanine, which is what causes potato skins to get green, Okay. It's also kind of kind of toxic to people. That's so not good. They had no; it's not. They had created this using conventional uh, genetic modification, which people have done for thousands of years. Ever since we came from being gatherers to planters, we've tried to improve the yield of crops by doing different things. Um, and that, this was one of them. And they estimate that they changed probably about 200 genes in this potato in order to come up with the lenape, and its good characteristics, unfortunately, one of those genetic changes also increased the amount of solamine that the potato potato produced. So it was making people sick to eat it. So the perfect potato ended up being imperfect in a very important way. And that was genetic modification. Hmm. And that was not using any sort of gene splicing. That was not using any sort of modern techniques. It was just using, you know, well, let's combine this potato and that potato and see what we come up with, mm-hmm. and, and making fairly widespread changes rather than very tailored and precise changes. So, I mean, you can go to the yellow, uh, the golden rice now. You can go right. to a whole bunch of different things right. that could, they can help societies around the world that people aren't allowed to use because, oh, my God. It's genetically modified. Yeah, and
3: the reality is, yeah. uh, Jeff, that there's a and, and again, whether, and again, I realize this is one of those topics that is on the conservative side and the liberal side. Both people have really strong feelings one way or the other. I, I tend to be on your side of the argument, where there are so many things that number one have been modified today that if you didn't, if you didn't want to eat anything modified you probably would starve to death because the majority of what's out there you're eating has some sort of what modification over the years and yeah and, and we're literally and jeff you know this we're literally as a single country we could feed the entire world based upon the ability for us to produce and do the things that we're doing because of what you just said exactly and, and i'm uh, not exaggerating uh, and when i any, say that
7: no no you are not not a bit and and if you ever want to get a good example of that, take a look at what maize used to look like before we came up with the modern corn crop. That's right. It was it was kind of looked like a, a grass seed weed, that you see now only with bigger seeds, and and now you get these wonderful golden ears or uh, multicolored ears actually, and right. that's all because our ancestors, without using CRISPR or any other kind of genetic tools, they just crossbred until they got something that even more and. Um, there's side benefits and, and, uh, there's good benefits and and bad benefits. You know, uh, farmers plant sweet corn and farmers plant field corn, Mm -hmm. you know, they're both corn, but, uh, I wouldn't want to take a ear of field corn and try to put it on the grill on a Saturday night.
3: Just for, just for, for grins, because of what you're talking about, I went and just looked up, you know, how has corn been? genetically modified. And it talks about how, you know, number one, corn has been around for thousands and thousands of years, and it's been grown, you know, that way for that, you know, that long of a time frame, and has been modified over and over and over again, even back then through some of the traditional trends that even Dennis was talking about a moment ago, where they would take different breeds and combine them and so on. So the reality is, if you're looking for pure corn on this planet today, it doesn't exist. Nope, it's, it's not no. there. It's been, it's been changed so many times, even through that course, you know, through the course of those years. And then I, and I understand there's, there's, you know, types of corn and, and plants out there that are more uh, resistant to, you know, the chemicals that are sprayed for weeds and so on. And, and, and it, guys, I know lots of farmers and, if you're in that world you would know exactly what i'm talking about and why that's the case and so on and i get there's people out there that don't want to eat things that are sprayed and so on and and i'm i'm fully aware of all that and i get it and i understand and you got to do whatever works for you and this is one of those topics where it's like sort of like the vaccine jeff you do whatever works for you i'll do whatever works for me but don't force either one on either one of us and we're all good how's that sound
7: that sounds good uh... That sounds
4: excellent.
3: Yeah. That, that's my take on it. I mean, if you're one of those that wants yeah. to you only eat non-GMO stuff, you know what? Knock your socks off. But, but
4: do your research
3: but, but do, yeah but good luck do your research but yeah. you know on the same on the same token I don't want to be forced and I don't want the government coming and stepping in and saying okay there's going to be no more gmo x I I don't want that either or the opposite Jeff I also don't want it saying hey this crop will only be you know gmo you cannot grow any other types of crops other than this I'm not a fan of that either I'm one that you know choice and let the, let the free market figure itself out
4: right
7: there you go we had a uh, a local talk show this week had a guy from New York, a guy named Peter Magala, who uh, was one of um, uh, the governor's uh, henchmen over there. And he was talking about, uh, about that, uh, about vaccines and stuff and, and COVID. And you and brought this out. I didn't want to change, Frederick. But he, at the end of his talk, he used a phrase. He called it weaponizing liberty. And I went, what the hell is weaponizing liberty? How can you weaponize your freedom? Your freedom is your freedom right what What does it mean to weaponize it? Does it mean to want to pursue it regardless of what somebody else says? Well, I guess then it's our duty as citizens to weaponize liberty because I just as you said, I don't want somebody telling me what to do or what not to do right You know I'll make my own decision, and if it's foolish, it's foolish. if it's smart, it's smart right, but it's my decision. Amen.
3: Amen yeah. and as, as a reference, really really fast, because I, I I'm always fascinated by the corn crop, Jeff. I don't know why just kind of the, you know one of those things that to me, just as Americans and what we do as a country when it comes to corn is just is unbelievable. we We plant oh, about, you're a
7: frustrated farmer, huh?
3: Yeah, uh, I mean it's 80, 80 million <laughs> acres. We plant in the US and this is the other thing most people don't realize, ninety nine percent of that is feedstock or ethanol or something along those lines. There's only one percent of that eighty million that actually becomes sweet corn. So you know, we spend a lot of time, effort, and energy, you know, really focusing on something in that world that, you know, frankly, there's better things we could be doing is my point, because the reality is, you know, we, we grow a lot of stinking corn in this country, let's just say that.
7: Yeah. We do. We do. We are the, the breadbasket of the world.
3: And, you know, the other thing that we do, which most people don't realize, and this happens even in eastern Colorado, you farmers that are out there know exactly what I mean by this. You know, we grow a lot of wheat. We grow a lot of wheat in this state as well. Again, we are a country that literally can supply the rest of the world the food that it needs coming out of one nation. And, in the, in Jeff, those are the things that... I don't want us to lose, and I'm afraid that if we're not careful, and I realize this is a little bit political, and Fix It Radio is not necessarily that, but, folks, this does go back to everything that we do on a regular basis. And if we lose some of these things that, Jeff, you and I, and Dennis right now are talking about, you know, I feel we just lose as a country. We don't want right. to lose the edge on those things at, at all.
4: all. And and it depends at who's all. in the leadership. That's that, right. What's going to happen with That's it, right. too, because they don't seem to have that same care.
3: No, we, we've got to continue to be the leader in those areas because you know what, what the rest of the world – I believe the rest of the world does understand this, actually, Jeff. it's Sometimes the leadership here doesn't understand it. But how well the United States does is how well the rest of the world does.
7: Yeah. There you go. There you go. So I urge you to keep weaponizing liberty.
3: Amen. Amen. We'll do it, Jeff. No, I appreciate that. No, <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great advice. I appreciate that very much. And uh, Jeff got me thinking this last week. Man, he's got a, he, he was talking about that area of Montana being very much like Colorado weather-wise. I'm like, hmm.
4: I know. I've thought about mm. it a few times. Mm. I want to take a trip up there mm. and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Jeff, you got me thinking, so I appreciate yeah. that very much. Republicans. right.
3: We'll take, a, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Mm. Don't go anywhere. Myself, Dennis, Charlie, and Larry. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560.
0: The rebate program with American National Insurance saves everyone money by incentivizing responsible money management. Depending on the cost, customers of Paul Leuenberger will sometimes choose to pay out of pocket rather than making a claim because they'd rather receive the sizable rebate at the end of three years than pay their deductible now. As a result, American National Insurance tends to pay out fewer claims each year compared to the competition, which is in part what gives them an A credit rating. American National Insurance then passes along that benefit to their customers by keeping their rates as good or better than their competition. With other insurance companies, you'd need to purchase extra rider policies at additional cost in order to receive comparable coverage. But American National Insurance rewards personal responsibility. Call Paul Leuenberger now for more comprehensive home insurance coverage at remarkably reasonable rates. 303-662-0789. 303 662
2: Can you believe how low rates
0: are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the
2: 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720 500 now, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe, too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where a reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by and NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. RoofMax is the fountain of life for your
1: roof and will bring your shingles back to life. The natural oils in the asphalt protect your roof as weather and temperature cause the material to expand and contract daily. This oil gradually evaporates over time, causing your shingles to dry out and lose their flexibility. You may start to see your shingles cracking, breaking, streaking, and curling. Granules may begin flaking off. RoofMax could reverse minor curling, cracking, and granule loss to make your shingles like new again. The water-soluble plant-based treatment extends the life of your roof by at least five years, guaranteed. Call Dave Hart now for a free assessment of your asphalt shingles, 303-710-6916. He will go anywhere from the eastern slope to the eastern Colorado border and from Cheyenne to the southern border. Mention Rush to Reason for $100 off your treatment, 303-710-6916. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air listens to
5: their customers. After every AC installation, the customer service team at Absolute calls the homeowners to thank them for their patronage. During the phone call, they also ask about the customer's experience with Absolute. The leadership team at Absolute takes customer feedback seriously, implementing company-wide changes based on the responses they receive. Just in the past couple of months, Absolute has hired their first team of boiler techs based on customer demand, so they may serve homeowners with non-traditional heating systems this winter. Normally, HVAC companies have a hard time finding boiler techs because boilers require a very specific skill set. Fortunately for Absolute, techs want to work for a company that listens. Thanks to their 800 Google reviews, averaging 4.9 stars out of 5, absolute attracts some of the most experienced talent in the industry call the team that listens 720-526-0231
1: for
6: quality and service beyond compare call absolute electrical heating and air
3: all right fix it radio klz 560 myself dennis brewster charlie grimes and larry younger uh, lines are open 303-477-5600. You can ask a text, or you can text us a question as well. By the way, 307 282 8222 I should have mentioned that earlier. I apologize. 307 282 8222 If it's on, if it's a Tuesday, by the way, and you've got a question, please let us know, and uh, I'll I'll get that answered. And sometimes that's a question for Dennis as well, but we can answer those together. So if you've got a question on a Tuesday, even, feel free to ask, and we will get it answered. So back to the servicing of your sprinkler system. And, again, I want to be careful. I don't, I don't want anybody to have a system that should be blown out, not blowing it out, and then having problems, although typically the problems are minor even when you do have an issue. So uh, the reality is there's a lot of systems that are blown out, and there's a lot of folks out there making money doing it. And I will say that when it comes to you know certain properties, again, heavier, uh, you know what I want to say, larger residential properties, commercial properties, you're going to find more PVC, things like that. Yes, in those cases, they ought to be blown out or you're liable to have some issues and so on. It to- two totally different approaches to doing things than at your home. And again, if you've got a home that's newer, especially in any of these subdivisions that have been built since the you know mid to late 90s, the reality is it's going to be polypipe, it's going to be self-draining. It's going to be installed in such a way that again all you really need to do is get your backflow drained out and the rest of it is a non-issue. If you want to blow it out, feel free to do so if you're used to doing it. Here's the reason why I don't particularly care for the blowouts on residential. We can have long stints. We talked about this last week with your with with uh, Pam, mm. Dennis's wife, and the reality is in the wintertime we can have, you know, we can have a really dry January or a really dry February. Or a really dry December. Yeah. And the reality is, even your grass, if it, if it gets to be, you know, 60 degrees, the sun's shining, and, and you can just tell that, you know, things need some water.
4: It's dry. It's dry. Yeah.
3: You're going to have to water. So yeah. my problem with all of these blowouts is it, it, it disables your ability to do some winter watering which in this area is a big deal. In fact, some of what we, what we lose when it comes to plants, trees, grass, and so on is because they didn't get moisture in the times I'm talking about, and that's why there's, quote-unquote, winter kill. It's not necessarily that winter killed them. It's that they were, in some cases, either overwatered or, in, in most cases, Underwatered through the winter and they, they died because some of them tried to come back to life with the amount of sunshine and so on that we've had. Now, if you're thinking that, well, if I water it and it comes back and then it freezes again, it's going to kill everything. No. no, bluegrass is very, very forgiving on that. You can even get a tint of blue in the middle of January, or, you know, tint of green, I should yeah. say, not blue, but tint of green yeah. in the bluegrass. In the middle of January, and, and if things get cold enough and, and, and all of that, it'll just go dormant again and it's not a big issue. But it still needs some water in those times of the year.
4: And so, you could leave your sprinklers alone for quite a while right now until we're going to get a hard freeze. Yeah, because this way way last the, week all the wasn't way to
3: November, at, actually. Yeah,
4: this wasn't a hard freeze this and, last week. And again,
3: why am I talking about this now? Because you're going to get you know door knockers and flyers and people talking about it online and so on you know talking about you know i had a guy this last week that i was reading online i blow mine out the second week of october and i don't fire them up until the second week of may i've done that every year and it works great for me well i guarantee if i went and looked at your lawn it doesn't look like mine yeah guaranteed yeah because i can tell you right now that's not how you do it yeah because you're missing out on on watering right now which Today, there still needs to be water on the grass. We're going to be in the 70s today, tomorrow, and early into the week. So your grass isn't dormant yet, folks. It's still going to need to water. Now, does it need as much as it did in the middle of July? Not at all. Of course not. But it's still going to need some moisture this time of year. The other thing that I am a fan of right now, and most people will not mess with this until the springtime, aerate your yard. Yes. Go ahead and get some good water down and have it aerated now. Now, a lot of folks will, again, they will poo-poo what I just said. But I'm telling you that if you aerate now, it just allows that water that we're talking about to even get down into the soil and soak in a little better. And that, that those plugs that sit on top, even if they sit on top all winter long, aren't going to hurt a thing, no, not no, bothering anything no. at all. They will work their way back down in in the spring. Even, honestly, if you do it right now, they'll work their way down in before winter even hits. You're not yep. bothering anything by aerating right now. It's one of it's those things time. again that I would do now, and most people don't. right Most this people do it. Most time. people do it once a year. they'll do it in you know April or May. Uh, I do it about three times a year. Yeah So if you've got the ability and it's not a big deal to do, or you've got somebody you've hired in the past, go ahead and aerate again now and fertilize as well. Yes. So aerate and fertilize. And a lot of you are looking at me like, mm, it's going to go dormant. Why would I fertilize? Because grass needs food like you do.
4: Yeah. Okay. And you, you'll tell. You, it'll look good during the spring if this happens.
3: You, you fertilize now. It'll, it'll come right back in the spring yeah. and look great. You'll yeah. put another application. But it needs fed during – this is the point. It needs fed during the winter months even when it's dormant because it's not you – know, it's dormant, but that doesn't mean it's dead. Right. There's a difference between dormant and dead. Yes. Dead is it's not coming back to life. Dormant means it will spring back to life you know, this, this spring when things are, re- r- but right now, I mean, I'm looking at the golf course over here in Dennis, it's still, it's still super green. It is. You know, they haven't stopped watering. They no. haven't stopped aerating. They yeah. haven't stopped taking care of the grass that's over here. So folks just look around your golf courses. Yeah. If you've got any idea or you've ever had a question about what you should be doing when it comes to your own yard, go look at your local golf course and yeah. see what they're doing. And that'll give you a pretty good indicator of what you ought to be doing on your own grass.
4: Yeah, that is really nice and green. Because it's nice and green. And they're
3: playing on it, and it looks beautiful, and you could do the same thing with your yard. It doesn't have to be dormant right now. And, no, I would not shut down my sprinkler system right now. Right. So I wanted to talk about it today because of all the chatter I saw this last week of everybody talking about shutting them down. Yeah, it was yeah, even on
4: the news channels. So uh, like, yeah, no, and no, folks,
3: we're, we're too early. And again, yeah. if you've got the type of property where you're on a smaller you know, smaller piece of property, you know, 10,000 square feet or less, which is what most people live on today. Some of you live on a quarter acre or more, but most people are living on about 10,000 square feet or less. You know, the reality is you're going to have maybe four or five zones at, at best. Again, you can do the test, as I said a moment ago. If when you turn a zone on, you hear air coming out of it, it self-drains. Because that, you know, that air being pushed out by the water coming through means there's air in the system, which means there was no water in it in the first place. Now, if you turn the sprinkler system on right away and water comes out and there's no air being pushed out, it's probably not draining. In that case, you may want to go ahead and blow that particular zone out. And blowing out, by the way, is not, it's not a big issue either doesn't take as much as you think to blow a system out. Most of you that have any kind of compressed air kicking around the house could blow your own system out. It's not a big, big deal. But if something you want to hire out for, feel free. If you're in an older home that you know you've got PVC and such in, okay, different situation there as well. But, again, if you're in a more modern home built in the last 20, 25 years, and it's got poly pipe, and you hear that air coming out when you turn a zone on, there's no need to do all of those blowouts. All you have to do is drain the backflow. Here's the other thing that will will tell you how much air or how much water is in a system because I've seen this. I've seen guys go, and I've done it myself, somebody wants a blowout done. You go, you hook everything up, you hook. You put your air on, you turn all your valves on, you turn your zones on, and you just get a, a mist of water that's coming out of the sprinkler head. That tells you there wasn't much water no, in that no. zone because there's just this little mist. If you Unless you've got a full stream of water coming out when you're blowing it out, yeah. it didn't need blown out.
4: Right. And yeah. I'm a
3: big fan of winter watering, yeah now I'm a grass farmer, but because you know, I like green grass as much of the year as I can get it, but I'm here to tell you you can you can do a lot more with grass than what most people in this state, you know especially this front range will tell you that you need to be doing, including yeah. the news media, yeah, so don't listen to the news, no, you don't need to blow out today, no, you don't need to blow out tomorrow uh most in most cases in in my world personally, I don't blow anything out until around Thanksgiving yeah. And I do have a larger property with PVC and so on, so I have to do the blowouts. And yes, I'm fortunate where if I need to turn on and do some winter watering, I will, and I just re blow it out, and away we go.
4: Yeah, and Not it's all individual too because it Correct. depends where you live, That's what's right. the altitude. That's there's right. a lot of things that you got to play into. Yeah, it. if you're a
3: higher altitude and you want to blow out now because you're going to be harder freeze, sure, go yeah. for it. I yeah. get that. But down yeah. here in the city, no, there's no need to. Yeah. And it it's also goes to which side of the yard does you know does it face north south. So on and so forth. Yep. you're going to get a harder freeze yep. on the north side than you will the south yes. side. So those are all things to consider as well. Yep. So if the majority of your lawn faces south, uh, you're not going to have deep, deep freezes anyways, in Colorado. You're
4: going to need water, though. Right. Because of the south. That's right. Yeah. So,
3: again, these are some tips. We'll talk about some other things you need to be servicing as we head into winter. And and one of those is uh, your AC and your swamp cooler. We will talk about both of those when we come back because now is the timing. Right now, if you need a little bit of fresh air in, just open the doors. You're really yeah. not going to have to run AC or your swamp cooler much longer. So no. those are things, yes, that you're going to want to go ahead and get serviced. We'll talk about that as soon as we come back. And, uh, and more to come. So don't go anywhere. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates
2: are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important. Family. Regulated by Dora, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender.
3: ARC Electric is family-owned and operated since 1999. They specialize in all things electrical, commercial, and residential, and are specialists in living off the grid when it comes to your power needs exclusive electrician for Excel Energy's home smart program and for Blue Ribbon Home Warranty. For security and customer service, they'll notify you via text message or phone call when a tech is dispatched to your home and also who that tech is so you know when they're on their way and who'll be helping you. They also have a big announcement. They will soon be offering HVAC. Arc Electric is also looking for team members that can troubleshoot and are great with customers and with technology and as they add HVAC Those techs are needed as well. So for all your electrical, heating, and AC needs, it's Arc Electric. That's Arc with a K. Call 303-656-3689. That's 303-656-3689.
0: Your teenager is your biggest financial risk. You buy reliable auto insurance in part to protect yourself from financial loss in case you get in a wreck with large repair expenses for your own vehicle. But you also buy reliable auto insurance to protect yourself from lawsuits. Now, you might not think you make enough money to be at risk of getting sued, but you do have a teenager who drives your car. Let's pose a little scenario that we heard from a real KLZ listener. Your granddaughter is driving your car and gets in a major wreck. You do have auto insurance, but it's not enough coverage. You only had the state minimums. So the other person's insurance company comes after you personally for everything they can get. For years afterward, part of your paycheck goes towards paying someone else's bills. With the right coverage, this could have been avoided. Get the auto coverage you need from Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. Call 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789.
6: Make your life more convenient. You just found out that in order to install a new appliance in your home, you need a new electrical panel. Your current panel isn't safe or energy efficient, so it can't support the additional load. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air makes an inconvenient situation simpler. The live chat feature at AbsoluteFix.com stays active 24-7, 365, so you can schedule your estimate with a real human being at midnight on a Saturday. You get a two-hour time window for your appointment, so you don't need to wait around all day for a technician to arrive. 30 minutes before your appointment, you get a text message with a photo and a bio of your technician, so you know who's coming into your home. Then, 15 minutes after they leave, you get a phone call asking how they could have provided an even better experience. Make your life easier. Schedule an estimate with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at AbsoluteFix.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating
3: and Air. All right, we're back. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Josh Goff, joining us now from Legacy Automotive in Boulder. He'll be with us over uh, the next three hours for Drive Radio. So good morning, Josh. Good morning. Always a joy having you. It's a beautiful day. Oh, today. man. Huh. Yeah. Sorry you're here. <laughs> I had to drag you in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. It's a great day. All yeah. right. So we just talked about <laughs> irrigation systems, what you need to be doing there. There's other things also you need to be servicing. And up to this point, we've already talked about what to do with you know, your asphalt driveway, your concrete windows, things along those lines. Okay. Get it. We understand all of that. Hopefully you guys all do as well. Uh, but there are other things around the house you ought to be servicing now. If you haven't already, you need to be looking at this and that would be doing the swamp cooler if you have one. And some of you still do. I still see them floating around out there. There's, I don't know if there's as many as there used to be because air conditioning has become fairly, I don't know, inexpensive. Affordable? Yeah, it's affordable. That's the best way to say it. It's not inexpensive, but it's more affordable than it right. ever was before. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, no one had AC. No. Only super rich people had AC. Yeah.
4: I mean, and I, and you know what? We survived.
3: Yeah, somehow we made I, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd, I don't a know. I would die today, but yeah. anyways, we're spoiled. Yeah, but that's yes, AC is yeah. more affordable, but there are things you need to be servicing, really on both. But let's talk about swamp coolers for a moment. As you all know that have a swamp cooler, it's an evaporative cooler, essentially. So it's taking a pump at the bottom of a... a, uh, a typically reservoir. It's, typically, it's a square wet reservoir at yeah. the bottom. It's got a pan yeah. in it. And that pump is pumping up over a, a straw-type pad. I guess probably the best way for me to say that. And it then has a big fan that actually sucks the air through that watered pad, which anybody that out there knows what we're talking about. If you take even a wash rag and it's cool and you blow through it, it will make the air cool coming out the other side because that's what happens. It's an evaporative process. That's why they're called evaporative coolers. We call them swamp coolers in Colorado just because it makes things a little more swampy. (laughs) because It it makes it more humid. And in Colorado, they work Hmm. because we don't have much humidity. You could not use a swamp cooler in any humid state they don't work yeah. there's already enough moisture in the air they just it actually just makes everything that much worse and they're they they do not work so Basically. they're not so in those areas
4: what i would recommend is taking out the pump yes for one Good point. and draining well, you the reservoir drain
3: the, drain the tank first
4: yeah and then take out the pump Because you don't want to leave the pump up there, it'll freeze. Yeah, I if
3: when I had one, which I've had these in the past, even as a shop, we had as a shop. I had two in the shop. Yeah, yeah, you want to take the the, and the The. pumps typically have a little plug in right up there at the swamp cooler itself. So this is stuff you can do yourself, by the way. You unplug the cooler.
4: Some have automatic drains. or Well, mine had automatic drain. I'd just go over there and flip the breaker, right. and it would turn on, and it would drain everything out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: if you've got a more modern one, they do. Yeah. If you've got an older one, you have to self-drain it. They've yeah. got a little plug in them, take the plug Easy out, enough. drain it. But yeah, to Dennis's point, I would unplug the plug off of the the pump itself, take the pump down, put it in the garage or store it wherever you want to. If you don't have a garage, then just find a place that's that's fairly warm. You don't want the pump freezing because if it freezes, so, it'll break the inside. of Yeah, but of when
4: you take the pump out, it's good to clean it out oh, yes. too because if it'll you put it in the in it. garage and it freezes... It's going to freeze and break.
3: Yeah, and after you drain that, I mean, that, to me, this is the time of year to do this versus next spring because you'll you have to kind of do some different things next spring as well. But you want to clean that pan out even now. And what yeah. I mean by that is, you know, clean it out with some Lysol 409, you know, whatever you can to get all the crud out of the bottom. It'll have some It'll have crud. And, yeah, it'll have mold and mildew and things in yeah. it. So go ahead and get all that cleaned out. And if you put a little bit of Lysol, by the way, and you spray that on it, it'll keep some of that from coming back. And it's not going to hurt anything when you put water back on it in the – in the springtime. So but go ahead and get all that cleaned out. Check your oil in the, in the motor. Sometimes yeah. they'll have a, you know, sometimes they'll have a motor that needs oil, or check grease, that, or, or a grease or, fitting. There, yep. yep. Check that as well now. I mean, you can look do at this the stuff belt. in the spring as well, but I would do all this now because if you need something it, you now have from now till April or so to get it. Yeah. yeah. Belt, things the belt, along those lines. Yeah,
4: belt's another one. New
3: pads, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So look at and, your pads.
4: And another thing I did is I wrapped mine. Yes. Or put a cover around it. That's what I
3: was going to say next. Cover it up next. After all this is done, you got everything all dialed in, whatever you normally would use to cover it. Some have fancy covers that slip over the top. Some of them have covers that actually screw on to the outside of where the vents are. However yours works. But you do want to cover it. If nothing else, go get some of that... uh, you know, they sell it at all the UPS stores. They sell Wrappy, it at Home Depot. That clear wrapping? That clear wrap. If nothing else, just wrap it up with that clear, you know, sticky, like, like big saran wrap. Yeah. It's heavy-duty saran wrap, yeah. basically, is what it is. If nothing else, wrap it up with that or you don't have any crud and stuff coming into it. You can always take a razor knife next spring, cut that stuff off. Everything's good to go, and it's nice and sealed up. Yeah. By the way, as long as you remember to keep the AC off and you could just shut the breaker off at the AC unit... You could wrap them the same way I just said and keep all the crud from the wintertime getting into your AC unit as well. That's a good idea. Not a bad way to do it. That cellophane wrapping works really, really well. You're not going to damage anything by doing that, and it just keeps all the crud from getting down inside of it. And, by the way, as far as over the winter goes, it keeps the snow and crud from sitting on top of it and kind of oxidizing the paint and so on. So you'll keep everything looking a lot better if you do some of that. And, by the way, a roll of that stuff is cheap. Yeah. It really isn't. It, it. That's another one of those handy modern devices we have now that we right. didn't have, you know, even 20, 30 years ago. Yep. I mean, packing companies had some of that stuff back then. You couldn't buy it in the retail world. No. Now you can go to Home Depot, buy a, you know, 24-inch, you know, wide or 18-inch wide tube of that stuff and wrap it up and away you go.
4: And it's good stuff. It stays. Man, it
3: is. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, well, you guys all know because you know you'd put stuff on a pallet and you'd have to wrap all that up. And I mean, you you literally can wrap something on a pallet and and it's as tight as it would be if you put straps on the thing.
4: I remember uh, together as Colorado Select Group, we we did a bunch of tools down to Louisiana after up and Did that? We wrapped them up with that stuff, and it was like Mm -hmm. I was like, that's not going to hold. Oh my gosh, it it held! It held really well.
3: Well, I mean, if you know. you guys all know this. I mean, you get some of that stuff even packed in that where it doesn't even have a lot of layers on it and you try to get whatever's inside of it out. I mean you literally have to cut it off or you're not getting yeah. it out. Oh, yeah. You could do the same thing with your swamp cooler or your AC unit or anything else by the way. And this is another example. So let's say you got that backflow valve. Okay, and you wanna maybe maybe you thought you got everything, you know, drained out but you still want to put a little insulation around that you can put some insulation around that and still use this wrapping that we just talked about to wrap around the insulation that insulation if you wanted to to keep all of that you know insulated and 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 what have you so again there's lots of uses that's one of those items you just ought to have around the house by the way that stuff is is dynamite you'll find yourself wrapping all sorts of different things up with it it just it just it just works all right one last thing we don't have a lot of time here but I saw something the other day, a video of. I've not seen one in person, so I have no idea how these work. But for all of you out there that hate doing the Christmas tree thing every year, there are now Christmas trees made that have a switch that automatically put themselves up and take themselves down. (laughs) No way. I am not exaggerating. (laughs) Oh. Pre-lit, ready to go, flip a switch, it expands up, folds out. Ready Where's go, the fun in that? Or it will actually fold back in and put it in the box and away Where's you go. Where's the fun in that? Oh, man. <laughs> would that not be awesome, though? Uh,
4: I don't that's know. one
3: of those chores each awesome. year. Where it's like, okay, well, all right, honey. Well, okay, let's get them all put up and one way we go here.
4: But see, sometimes our grandson or our daughter will to come over but and but they want to set it up. Part. Right.
3: Spend the whole day after
4: Thanksgiving yeah. doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that's, that's too much. That's yeah. too much. You
3: flip a switch and everything. There you go.
4: You know, next week what we should talk about is uh, cleaning stovepipes. That's another uh, one. And stoves out year, and fireplaces at, yes. and yes, even gas places probably need some stuff. Is
3: there is there, is there that is there you know is there still? Uh, I mean, I know they're still around, but not as many as there used to be. Actual functioning fireplaces where you put the wood in. You know,
4: I don't know about fireplaces, light them up and go. but I do know I have a wood stove. Okay. I use it all the time, and I is have it a wood pellet, or is it actually? I have both. Okay, because we lose electricity out there for you know. When first year I was out there, we lost sure. electricity for like a week, and I'm like, I'm not going to live like this. So I got a wood stove, and I put it in the basement. That way, there it heats up sure. all the pipes yeah. downstairs. And raises up, and we can cook on it, and everything. You know, so makes total sense. I use that a lot, and okay. when there's a bad snowstorm out there, I fire that sucker up, and it keeps the house warm. I had a lady call call across the street. She says, or call me, and she says. How, how warm is it in your house? We're freezing over here. It's 45 degrees. I said, well, we're at 72, so if you're welcome to come over if you want. Nice. <laughs> you know, nice. Never did. Good but for you. Yeah, and we got some bacon going on the, you know, yeah, cooking nice. up some bacon and nice. eggs. And <laughs> You should come over.
3: <laughs> All right, and that's going to do it for today, folks. If there's something you would like us to hit on in the coming weeks, a particular topic, text us, 307 307- Two hundred eighty-two twenty-two, or you can go right to the website, fixitradio.com, send us an email, and we'll cover that as well. I think next week we're planning on talking about how you actually, you know, service your furnace if you want to do that on your cell, on your own. We'll give you some tips and tricks on how to do that next week as well. I think Bill might be joining us next week, so uh, oh, I'll, I'll confirm that this week to make sure. But, guys, have a fabulous week. If you're listening on Tuesday, uh, rush to reason follows. Otherwise, this is Saturday. Drive Radio is next. Dennis is going to hang tight with Josh and I for a couple of minutes because he's got a pet peeve. Yes. So we're going to talk about that pet peeve as soon as we that come back. So. All, right, All right, don't go anywhere, guys. Drive Radio is next. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Charlie. We'll be right back. This is Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560.